O glorious day. He is risen. Christ the Lord has risen from the dead, and that changes everything. And it should change everything. As we gather to joyfully celebrate Easter in ways we simply couldn't do last year, we recognize that together we have passed through an unbelievable season. A season that was exhausting and painful, uncertain and anxious. A year marked by death and a a greater awareness of death than we sometimes have. We've been vividly reminded how fragile, not only how fragile life is, but how fragile our way of life is. How fragile the things we think we know about life are. We have seen once again how death in large numbers can be simultaneously a a statistic in the abstract and yet intensely painful and personal when it's someone you love. Over these past 12 months, many have been touched by death. And for all who have been, death has been terribly, terribly personal. For those who have not, death has often become a, an overwhelming statistic hanging over our heads, yet one more overwhelming element of an overwhelming year. Death is both a statistic and a series of individual, deeply personal losses. Death claims all of us, that's a statistic. And death claims each of us, one at a time, that's personal. And today, of all days, we are comforted that despite the ongoing presence of death in this world, because Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead, we are comforted that He also took a a loving and personal interest in grief, in sorrow, in pain, and in death. Jesus once visited dear friends in their hour of grief to offer profound comfort upon the death of their brother Lazarus. And in that deeply personal moment of pain, Jesus not only offered personal comfort to a a mourning friend, He offered hope to this entire world. Listen to the words of Jesus from John 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. And he truly is. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And here Jesus offers deep comfort to a grieving sister 
but he also shares the hope of the world with each one of us. This simple statement that he makes in these verses is a powerful statement that is profoundly rich in meaning for every living soul. I am the resurrection and the life. The original biblical text is dramatically emphatic through and through. The I here is emphatic. Jesus is specifically and emphatically pointing Martha and all of us to Him and to Him alone. I, Jesus, am the resurrection and the life. Look to me and only me for life and hope amidst death and despair. However, we should note that in saying, I am the resurrection and the life, as he does, Jesus is also invoking the divine name of God, the great I am, and applying it to himself. Jesus points us us to himself as God in the flesh. Standing right there, comforting a grieving sister was the ultimate source of all life. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful truth. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is specific. He is not generic. He's definite. He is not vague. Jesus isn't a resurrection. He isn't one possible means of resurrection. He isn't just one possible way to life. Jesus is the resurrection, and the life, the only one possible. And then he makes this wonderful, world-changing, life-altering promise to whoever believes in me. Think about that. What a beautiful thing. In the original language, Jesus describes or refers to the one believing in me. Whoever that one is, however many of them there are. Whoever is actively believing in Jesus as a pattern for life, that's who he's talking to. Whoever that may be. And once again, he is emphatic. Generic belief in a higher power, that is not what he is talking about. He speaks of the one believing in me, in Jesus of Nazareth. That's who he's speaking to, whomever that one is. And thus we see the glorious promise of Jesus, not merely to one sorrowful sister, but to every person who will ever walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And as we have been reminded, that is each and every one of us. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Life that forever transcends death belongs to everyone who believes in Jesus. For the one believing in Jesus, everyone believing in Jesus, death is not an impenetrable wall. Death is not a fate to be feared. Rather, it is simply the doorway into the glorious, eternal presence of holy God. Everyone who lives 
and believes in me shall never die. Everyone. These precious words transcend one particular moment of grief. Every person of every age, every race, every ethnicity, every nationality, every income, every education, every employment, every past history is invited to believe in Jesus and receive eternal life. Everyone who lives and believes in Jesus. Again, Jesus emphatically directs us to seek life in His person and in Him alone. And that wonderful phrase translated, shall never die, is an emphatic Greek double negative. You don't do it in English, but you do it in Greek. Whoever is living and believing in Jesus will no, not ever die. Praise God. Not for eternity. And finally, Jesus asks the single most important question in the world. Do you believe this? Do you? You might ask, why should I? And that is a fair question. And the answer at its most simplest level is because of Easter. Because of what we celebrate today, the miracle of Resurrection Sunday, the miracle of Christ's resurrection on that first Easter morning proves we can and must believe. We can believe because Jesus conquered death. Not merely raising His friend Lazarus back to life, but rising from the grave Himself. Let me continue John's account of that first Easter Sunday from chapter 20, picking up in verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. The physical resurrection of Jesus, that he was alive on Sunday morning after being so brutally killed on the cross on Friday, is the central event of our faith and the most important event in all of history. Jesus, the Son of God, who, who never sinned even once, died on the cross as an innocent sacrifice 
to pay the penalty for our sins. We have sinned. We have rebelled against our holy God in heaven throughout our lives. We are the ones who sinned. We are the ones who deserved to die. But Jesus died instead. And He was buried. And then He rose from the dead. He is risen so we can absolutely believe in Him and trust in Him. We can embrace Him as Lord of our life. We can live and believe that He truly is the resurrection and the life with all power over death. John 5.24 promises, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes Him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and that life is given to everyone who believes in Him. Just as He explained in verses 25 and 26, whoever believes in Me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in Me shall never die. Christ's sacrificial death and victorious resurrection gives us comfort and strength and hope and confidence that everyone who believes in Him truly will experience new life in Jesus Christ forever. So how should you respond to the glorious reality of the resurrection that we celebrate this morning? How should you respond to the reality that Jesus truly is the resurrection and the life? I believe Jesus already told us how. When He says, everyone who lives and believes in Me. Or in the original text, everyone living and believing in Me. You and I must respond to the good news of Easter by believing and living. First, we must believe. What should you do with the good news of Easter? Believe. Do you believe this? Believe. Believe that Jesus is God in the flesh and that He is life and that He is resurrection. Believe what Jesus said in John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We don't earn life. We don't earn resurrection. Because Jesus is life. And He is resurrection. We pass from death to eternal life as a gift simply because we believe in Jesus. The Apostle Paul proclaims, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a gift. Eternal life is a gift. But oh, it's a gift that can be hard to accept sometimes. Because we so desperately want to save ourselves. 
to make our own way, to live our own truth, to extend our own life forever with exercise and nutrition and medicines and morals and charity and good deeds. But those don't work. Those things certainly can affect the quality of our lives. I'm not in any way saying they are not good things to do. But they don't help us live forever. They cannot. They do not give us forgiveness for the guilt that nags our conscience, and they do not, do not wipe away the shame that, that makes us secretly cry tears of despair and hopelessness, even though the world thinks we have everything. Only Jesus is the source of abundant life now and forever, as he declared in John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Only Jesus resurrects us from the living death that we slog through each day apart from God. And only Jesus rescues us from our eventual earthly death. Only Jesus gives us the power to live a transformed life of wholeness, healing, significance, and satisfaction in an ongoing relationship with Him. Because Jesus conquered death, death isn't the end for us in Christ. Death is no longer an unstoppable enemy. It is merely the way forward into God's glorious forever presence once our race has been run. Do you believe this? You must believe. And then live. Live. Sometimes I think we've forgotten how to live. In Christ, we are set free from death's tyranny. Yes, death will find each of us unless Christ returns first, but we don't need to be afraid of death. In Christ, we are set free to truly live as God made us to live. Eternal life isn't merely what happens to us when we die as Christians. It is what we begin to enjoy the moment we first believe. John 17.3 explains, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Abundant eternal life is the blessing of everyone who believes in Jesus. That's the invitation implied in verse 26. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Live and believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus and live. So what should you and I do with this freedom that we've received from death's horrible grip? We should live. We should truly, intentionally, joyously live every moment of every day. Live free of fear. Live free of guilt. Live free of shame. Live in faith and live by faith. Live to walk as Jesus walked, to, to love as Jesus loved, and to care as Jesus cared. Live lives of kingdom significance, making disciples and sharing hope. 
while thoroughly enjoying kingdom life. Live to become more and more like Jesus by the working of His power in our hearts. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Believe and live. He is risen. Pray with me. Almighty God, what a glorious day it is that we celebrate. The day your Son rose from the dead. The day the tomb was empty, death was defeated, Satan was defeated, sin was defeated. Lord God, what a glorious reality for all who believe in Jesus. Eternal life, relationship with you. Lord God, may we believe May all who are gathered here believe. May all who are worshiping online believe deep in their hearts in this glorious truth and live. May we live as Christ taught us to live. May we live in the power of your Holy Spirit, not by our own strength, not by our own discipline, by your work in us. Lord God, that we live this glorious truth every moment of every day. May it change every moment of every day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, we gather as one body, as Christians have done for 2,000 years nearly, to celebrate the glorious truth that in Christ we are one body.